Welcome to the No Boring Stories Podcast. You know that you can use storytelling to captivate your audience, clarify your message, and grow your business and impact like never before. That's why I'm here. Each episode bringing you transformative stories, expert storytellers, and my signature storytelling tools all to help you tell a better story. Because there's no such thing as boring stories, just boring storytellers. I'm your host, Alex Street, and fun fact, I go to the bathroom on every flight that I'm on because I just think it's such a wild thing that you can pee 30,000 feet in the air. So take the opportunity while it's there. Look, today I've got a story for you about an airplane. That's the relevance there. And I've also got a story about confidence. And I'm going to help you work on your confidence to put some skills into motion so that you can create confidence and see it in your life like you never thought possible. And yes, of course, guess what? It all starts with your story. Let's get into it, shall we? Uh, Look, I have a, a story that at this point now is legend. It's about my dad, and it's about the time when he was lying down with a SWAT team pointing guns at his back and he chose to pull the trigger. So my dad was a photographer. He's uh, he passed away about what seven years now, and seven years ago. And and he grew up. He grew up in a farm in small town England, uh, and and just decided that he wanted to pick up a camera. At some point, he developed this joy and love for the way that things moved. He loved horses. He loved lighting. And he saw that the best way to capture that was through film. And not only to capture the image, but then to write the story about it. He was a photojournalist. He wrote a few books um, about specific places in the world or uh, 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 artists and dancers and performers. Um, Karen Kane, Tyler Cranston, um, a few books that are out there that, that might have the name David Street on them that maybe you've seen, maybe you've come across. If you have, then I would love to know. Just send me a, uh, a DM and let me know that you've seen one of these books or, or have them. But this is how he grew up, and he actually left home at 20 years old. He was in England, and he was doing like wedding photography, and he was doing you know this and that. But for some reason, he had it in his mind that if he was going to make it big, he needed to move to Canada. So he moved to Toronto and started working as soon as he could for Toronto Life magazine. And this was just, it is what it sounds like. It was just a magazine of like, hey, this is what life is like in this city. And he became a consistent photographer for that. And with that, the National Ballet of Canada was also stationed in Toronto. And so he started working for them. He started working for some major uh, broadcasting companies, taking photographs of celebrities, CEOs, performers in here in Toronto and all around the world. He became a world-renowned photographer in the 80s and 90s. And as I was growing up, that's how I knew him, was this guy who would travel all over the place and come back and then show us his artwork. And and uh, and it was incredible. I grew up in the studio with him, kind of seeing the setup and learning and sometimes lugging stuff around and going from shoot to shoot with him and earning 20 bucks here or there. And I saw the process. I saw how it all worked. I saw his magic. Now, he told me this story about a shoot that he was on long before I was around. 
And he had to do a, he had to take a photograph for British Airways for their annual report. And, and what they wanted was an image of a plane landing, you know, some sort of in the, in the moment shot. And, and so just go out and capture that. Now, any old photographer might just go out to the runway and just snap a few pics or like, you know, get into some sort of safety zone and, and wait for the plane to land and then take the shot. But my dad Wherever he was, he always pushed the limit a little bit. He always just thought, okay, how can I get the shot? Not just a shot, but the shot. And so he was near the airport, wherever this uh, plane was going to land, wherever he was set up and, and how he wanted it to work. He knew that he wanted to get the shot at sunrise. And so he was waiting. He was going to wait for the first plane to come in in the morning and get the sun behind it. And it was going to be this gorgeous image with the British Airways logo and he was just going to get this this thing for the cover no problem then he saw that there was a hotel across the street from the runway you know how some of these runways are pretty close to like a city and so that's where he was and he went to the hotel and uh, he asked the front desk okay so um, all right here's what I'd like to do I'd like to get up on the roof to take a photograph of the plane in the morning can I do that and, of course, the person at the desk said, I'm sorry, but uh, no, you can't. It's, uh, that's not for guests to go up there. I'm sorry. That's, that's uh, simply not allowed. And so, sure enough, but as he told the story to me, uh, if they really meant it, then they would have locked the doors. So... The next morning, he's got his gear, he takes a lighting stand, he takes whatever he needs to set up, put up a, a kind of a stand to, to check the exposure and, and keep that checking so that he can, you know, do the right F-stop and, and, and lighting thingamajigs, whatever language he's got to do on his camera. And this is film days, let's just be real. This is before you could just snap a photo and look at the camera and see that you got what you wanted. This was all in trusting the lighting and the moment that you had it all set up right. Because you don't know until a day, three days later when you develop the film and then you see what you actually got. All right. This isn't in the moment stuff. So this is high trust factor. This is what was so amazing about photographers back in the day was it was so much about trusting your instincts, trusting what you have and knowing that you got the shot. Again, not just a shot, but the shot. So if you're going through your life, look, this is what's so fascinating for me here, because we do so much work trying and testing and seeing, did that work? How many likes did it get? How much, uh, how many views did it get? What came back? And so you put a video out there and you get this immediate response of what happened, but we're not actually learning to trust our own talent, to trust what we have going out there. And trust is what? Trust is about confidence. And we're not learning confidence today as creators, as content creators, as business owners in this world of social media. You're not learning confidence like, let's say, they did back in the day where you had to be so sure of what you had that you could snap that photo and trust that it's going to turn out well. Or you show up on stage, you put that video out there, you put that program out there, and you know that it's going to do well, or at least it's going to do what you want it to do. How do you get that kind of confidence, hey? That's the question for the day. 
well, here's my dad. He's up on the roof and he's setting things up and puts up the light stand and is lying down waiting for the plane to land. And as he sees it coming, he knows that this is his moment. He sees it coming in the distance and he knows that he's got one shot at this. He can snap maybe four, five, six images while it's in front of him. Click, 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 click. And one of them surely is going to be it. And if he misses that one, well, then maybe he waits for the next one to come in. So he's there, he's set up with a big telephoto lens. But what he didn't know is where the story shifts. You see, what he didn't know was that on this plane that he was ready, set up to take an image, uh, to take a photograph of, was actually full of foreign dignitaries from another country that were coming in to visit England. And so this plane on high security was coming into land and where's my dad on a rooftop across the street from the runway with a large telephoto lens and a tripod that looks suspiciously like a sniper rifle apparently ready to take the image seconds before the plane lands he feels a poke in his back he's lying down and he feels something poke his back and he hears a voice say Sir, take your hand off the, off the camera. And he waits. Because he knows that the plane is coming. He knows that this is his only chance. He knows he's only going to get one shot at this. He says, sir, take your hand off the device. He turns around and sees full SWAT team ready. Guns pointing at him. <laughs> not, this is not playing around. These guns did not have an orange tip, okay? These are pointing at him. And he hears the plane coming closer. Before he takes his hand off the camera, he goes, click, and then lifts his hands off and looks at them and says, all right, all right, all right. It gets up. One shot. One frame. And he knew he got it. Sure enough, it's the cover of the annual report. Everybody's happy with it. One frame on a roll of 24. And he snapped it with the pressure on. How do you get that? kind of confidence. That is the kind of confidence that we all want. That's the kind of confidence that we all see people have and we wonder, are you with me? How do they get that? Oh man, I guess they were just born with it. We think that confidence is a birthright, don't we? We think that some people are just born with confidence and other people, well, I guess they'll just never have it the way that someone that some people do. And so we just keep going by, we just keep going through life and looking for it and wishing for it and hoping for it, but we'll never get it like they do because confidence is a birthright. But that, my friends, thankfully is a lie. And not only do we think that, but we're actually, we're quite afraid of failing. We don't, we're afraid to show up, we're afraid to take the shot, take a shot or the shot because, well, what if we fail? What if it doesn't work out the way that we wanted it to? What if they don't like it? which is this fear of judgment, right? It's a fear of being fired at, of people sharing their voice and saying what they truly think about what you've made, what you've created, how you're showing up in the world. And because we're afraid of their judgment, we don't want to show up because we're not really sure ourselves. So if somebody were to doubt us or doubt our work or, or throw, throw bombs at our work, well then, of course, that's going to hurt us more than we can probably handle. And for many of us, the thing that's holding us back more than anything, the thing that's holding us back from taking that shot is this terrifying question. Is it right? Is it perfect? 
Is it good enough? And all of these things are holding us back, are keeping us from getting the confidence that we know is possible, that we hope is possible, that I know is there for you. And if there's only some way, if there was just some way that we could create that confidence, wouldn't that change the world? Wouldn't that change your life? Wouldn't that change the impact that you make and the world that you touch? Wouldn't that change everything for you if you could have that kind of confidence? The good news is you can. It's here. It's there. Look, uh, about two years ago, I created a video course a, uh, all about how to make your speaking magical. Now, I've been public speaking for twenty about 20 years before this point, and the only thing that made me create this course was somebody saying, hey, why don't you just teach what you know? Why don't you just teach what comes easily to you? Because I can show up on stage and I can speak, give me the microphone and I can talk, put the, put me on a podcast and I can talk. And I've worked out so many different tricks and tips to help make speaking magical. That is to make it stick with your audience, to transform them when they leave that place. And I knew all these things and I had been putting these things into practice, but then somebody said, why don't you teach us what you know? So I did with that little bit of confidence. I went forward and I created this seven module course that has Three videos in each module, all focused on the tips and tricks to make your speaking stand out, to make it magical. And not only that, it is out there and has been out there for a long time, but now it's the confidence to not just sell the thing, but to give some of it away. And that's what we're doing now. The Make Speaking Magical video course is a seven-module course, and it is outstanding. I'm super proud of it. But we are giving away a module of that. I think it's two modules, actually. And it's yours for the keeping to work through and to start making your speaking magical, to, to start really working on connecting with your audience in that course. So go ahead, find that, go download that. You can go to my Instagram bio and click the link there at Street Says, or you can go to my website and you can find it on there as well, alexstreet.ca, to get your preview of the Make Speaking Magical video course. It's yours today. Go ahead and go get it so that you can start to make your speaking magical. But that's not it. That's not the only way to make your, to build confidence in your life. Here's three things that I think that you can start with right now to start to create confidence. Yeah, go get the Make Speaking Magical course, of course, do that. But even before all that stuff, that's kind of in the how, that's in the how you speak, but let's go deeper than that. Let's start with your story. Are you surprised? I want you to start with your story. Number one, to create confidence in your life, start with your story. Go back, dig in, dive in, find the story. That's the why. Now, when you know that story, when you see that, you see all these elements and you see how they're all rooted, to, they're all tied together you will start to believe, holy crap, I've really been through something here. And then you start to clarify what that transformation exactly is that you've been on, and now you are building up something really strong. When you know that this is what you've been through, that I once was confused and now I'm clear and I can help you do the same, that creates confidence. And after you've got that, you start showing up. You start sharing that message and see how people connect with it. One, start with a story. Two, clarify the transformation. Three, share the message. Look, this is all that my dad did. How did he know that he could climb up on that roof and get that photograph and do the right thing and that that shot would be it? Because it's what he'd been doing his entire life, was risking 
risking it for the moment. So, of course, that's what he'd been doing. Of course, that's what he knew. Of course, he was there, and it was the right time and the right place, and all that he had to do was just click it when he sensed it and he trusted his gut because that's what he'd been doing his entire life. The transformation, well, he knew that he could create an image that would stand out. He knew that he would stand out, that he went from just sort of settling in to standing out. And he would help this photograph, this image, this magazine do exactly the same thing. And that this story is not one of settling in by any means, but it's going to stand out as well. And then what's he going to do? Well, he's going to deliver the photograph to share the message. And then they're going to respond and say, holy crap, David, this is beautiful. And that is what's going to keep him creating that confidence and building that for going forward. You see what happens, though. When you create that confidence, you start to see that it's not a birthright, that confidence is created. You start to believe that confidence is created. When you start with your story, you clarify your transformation, you share that message, you will start to believe that you can do this because confidence is created, my friend. Then you have the boldness to act. You believe, then you get the boldness. This is how confidence builds. You believe it, then you have the boldness to actually go and do the thing, to climb up onto that hotel roof and get that photograph. You know what I'm saying? And you realize that even if I fail here, failure is learning. That's boldness. The boldness to act is part of the growing confidence. But not just that, because when you do fail, when you do fail, bouncing back is the key to creating confidence. Sure, you believe it. Sure, you're bold enough to to act, but what happens when you fail? Are you gonna bounce back? If you bounce back, now we see confidence. This kind of confidence will allow you to go on any stage, in any way, in any room, on any platform, and speak your story with such transformative power like you never thought you could. That's what confidence does, and that's why you start with your story because you know where you've come from and of course now you are made for this moment and you know that perfection ooh, as my friend nick Pegg says perfection is a distraction and nothing's going to hold you back from sharing your message and shaping this world my friends go ahead and go and get that make speaking magical preview go out here and start to create confidence in your life by working on your story by speaking your message and making that transformation clear and we will start to see a changed world because of that thank you for being a part of this i am so grateful to spend this time with you if you like this please share it with your friends share it on your social media and let me know that something is standing out to you that would mean the world to me because i'm all about sharing and i just want to share the good stuff and i hope you do too Look, this has been No Boring Stories. I am Alex Street, and we are just getting started.